0: They're going to the second round! This is the All-In Leafs Playoffs Podcast. The best Leafs content from TSN 1050. All in one place.
1: a chance for david camp in front they score the leafs draw first blood and across the line on a break and a goal they score anthony declare on a breakdown right at the leaf blue line closing in Guts is in front they score the leafs have taken the lead quickly over for ratko Kuras. guras a shot deflects and scores no chance for wall that deflected right on the doorstep Banked it around,
2: back to the net, to the far side, Lundell, back around, around it, but they score! The Leafs on the verge of elimination, as they are now down 3 to nothing in this series. And now nine games into the postseason, and
1: you feel like you still have not seen the real Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah! yeah. Maybe we have seen the real Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe it is what it is. And the simplest explanation is the one that is reality. Welcome in to the second hour. of First off, it's Karolnik, It's Koliakovo. It's Sam Reinhardt who scores the OT winner. Florida beats the Leafs 3-2. Takes a three games to none advantage in the best of seven series. And sure, you'll hear this stat a lot today that Four times in NHL history, a team has come back from three games to none. It's happened 201 times that a team has gone up three games to none, and it's come back four times in the history of the National Hockey League. You hear that stat a lot, but Coco, based on what I saw last night, it looked like the the Toronto Maple Leafs were a team that was more than content to pack it in and head back to Arizona or wherever the hell a lot of these guys are going because that was a truly pitiful performance from them.
3: It was, man. I mean, I think Ralphie said it best. Nine games in, and we still haven't seen the best version of this Maple Leafs team. And, and all we keep hearing is lip service about, you know, we still got to stick with our game. We still got to believe in ourselves. How, how can you sit there and make people watching you believe that what you're saying is actually what you believe? Like, one regulation win in nine games for this Maple Leafs. Think about that. Think about that. One regulation win in 9 playoff games. I mean, in a game that most people categorize as a must win cuz let's be honest, it was a must win. I I mean the word was the word Sheldon Keith used after game 2 was baffled. It was baffling to watch this team play the way that they did yesterday and ultimately come up short again. And they come up short again because they only scored two goals for the fifth straight game. They get a horrendous effort from their best players. You've you've you got great production from, you know, unsung heroes like Lafferty and Gustafson, and usually when you get that in a game, you should you know it should help, you know, springboard you to victory. You lose Samsonov, you lose your starting goaltender, and the and the the air and the wind gets sucked right out of the group. But Joseph Wall comes in and just plays like a wall in the net. I mean, the, you talk, look at the goals that were scored. I mean, I don't know what he could do any different. First goal is a clear cut breakaway from inside the blue line on lost coverage. How do you lose a covers like that and give a guy a full breakaway right at the end of a penalty kill? <laughs> The second goal, okay, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate bounce, but, you know, do you do enough in front of the net to block that shot like Florida's doing to block shots? And the third goal, I mean, in overtime, it's inexcusable. You got Sam Reinhart playing shinny hockey in the, in the neutral zone, skating through three guys, dumps the puck in, gets it back behind the net, and wraps it around, and Walt's got no chance on that either. So, but who do you point the finger at this game? I think it's pretty clear and obvious that there's a lot of anger and a lot of finger pointing right now going to four players right now on this Maple Leafs team. And two in particular with Matthews and Marner because they were completely non existent last night. Well non
1: existent. They were existent in negative ways. Like think about the number of turnovers that Mitch Marner had. Like just absolutely man. asinine decisions. Austin Matthews, his very soft play ultimately led to that. Collision between Luke Shen and Ilya Samsonov that took him out of the game. And we'll talk about Wall and his performance if you want to look at a silver lining. But, I mean, you're you're spot on. The Toronto Maple Leafs have played three games against the Florida Panthers. And none of their top players have scored yet. And you could say anything you want about scoring chances and shots on goal, which they were plentiful in the first two games. Nothing in game number three last night. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> the game is not played on a stat sheet. The game is played At a, at a, down in Florida at that rink where actually I was pretty impressed with the Florida Panthers can show up uh, as far as their fans. There were definitely Leaf fans down there, but pretty good crowd last night in Florida. Shout out to them, I suppose. But it's just stunning the way that the Toronto Maple Leafs best players have performed. It's not like, it's not like Florida has Chara and Ray Bork and, you know Rob Blake back there, right? I mean Mahura and Forsling, Mark staud even though he was still in the NHL until before the Stanley Cup playoffs began. I mean, it's you know, his, brother, his brother
3: Eric plays. Yeah, I mean
1: it's it's just crazy that they can't generate anything five on five against these guys. Like the stats are so ominous about the best players, the the core four in this series so far. No goals, two even strength points, minus ten. Against Florida. And sure, you want to praise Florida all you want. Go ahead. Florida's
3: doing exactly what they need to do to win hockey games.
1: I just can't believe the lack of production. Especially last night, there was nothing. There was no fire. There was no energy. There was no passion. It was as if they were playing Tuesday night in Columbus. But it's yeah. the second round. And maybe, and we talked about this earlier, you win the first round, the Leafs celebrated like they won the Stanley Cup. And as they should have.
3: As they sure, should have.
1: In many respects, it was their Stanley Cup because the only expectation that anyone had, oh, you just got to break the first-round curse. You got to beat a Tampa team with a goalie who was a literal sieve. Victor Hedden was playing on one leg. Braden Point has a rib cage injury. I mean, say what you will about Tampa. I mean, Florida's a completely different animal. They're getting quality goaltending. They're a tenacious forechecking team, and they are Harder on every puck than the Maple Leafs were last night. And, and that's exactly why the result was what it was. I mean, it's pretty obvious that the team that was playing with more effort and passion was the team that was victorious last
3: night. Hey, you know what's frustrating about all this is fans watch that game and they can easily find you know the conclusions as to why they looked and played as lifeless as they did. But you know what disappointed me last night? in listening to some of the players talk after the game is there seemed to be a level of content with the players in their answers in their body language in their you know approach with you know all the 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 questions that they had to answer i would have loved to see some ownership in some of their answers where a guy like Mitch Marner comes out and basically says it's inexcusable, I played the worst game of my life. I played like crap. I let the team down. I need to be better. And I don't know if him saying that would actually, you know, soften the blow that people are taking on these guys. But, you know, I'm watching Austin Matthews, no emotion in his post game. John Tavares, no emotion in his post game. There seems to be a level of content with these guys that, hey, you know what? They're doing some good things. They're just not getting the bounces. You know, people could agree with that if they actually see that you're playing to the best of your abilities. And I don't think people can sit here comfortably and say that through three games, the Maple Leafs best players have played to the best of their abilities. If anything, they've played to some of the worst of their abilities. And that's that's, that's frustrating to say. And, like, I... I You know how happy I was for all the players after they finally beat Tampa. Because I felt like the load and the pressure that these players were facing and finally get to, you know, be removed from them would actually do wonders for the guys. And they would ramp their game to another level. Well, they did ramp their game to another level in the complete opposite way. (laughs) Honest to God, it's... It's mind boggling. It's absolutely mind boggling. And it's, it's quite frankly, it's an embarrassing look again to this group because for years, at least the last two or three years, Kyle Dubas has continually helped this group by adding pieces around this core. And I thought he did the best job this off this trade deadline bringing in the right pieces to help supplement this core. Well, the right pieces are supplementing this core have been doing their jobs. So because they've been doing their jobs, all it does is it just highlights even more how bad they've been playing. And I guess it begs the question, if this series ends up getting swept, (laughs) or they end up losing their fourth game, what does that say about this core moving forward? Because there's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered, considering what the way you've seen them play in this series.
1: So we're going to have plenty of time to get into that perhaps as early as Thursday morning. It's game number four on Wednesday night. A lo- That's a long layoff. A lot of time for Toronto to stew in their own self-pity. But you can trade for Luke Shen and Ryan O'Reilly and Nolan Chari. But when your best players, your highest-paid players, and the guys that got you to the position that you were in in the regular season with one of the best records in the NHL, when your best pet players pet play paper soft like they did last night, None of it matters. You could, like Luke Shen, what is he going to do? Is he going to go full Bobby Orr and skate the puck from from behind his own net and, and dangle all these Florida Panthers? Of course not. There's a reason why Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and William Nylander and John Tavares are regarded as some of the best players in the NHL. The answer is because they are. But when it comes to these pivotal moments, and I understand those guys played really well against Tampa Bay. Like, they did. But it's another level of... Intensity in the second round, as opposed to the first round. You're one, you're four wins away from the conference final, from the final four in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's just stunning that down two games to none, you have an opportunity to go into Florida and steal one there, maybe a steal game four. You're going back to Toronto. It's a best of three, but to lay an egg, to give that type of performance, it's frankly disgraceful. It truly is, and I don't know if these guys. The Matthews, the Mariners, the Neilanders, the Tavares are missing a certain, je ne sais quoi, piece of DNA. Ooh, nice. Yeah, a little, a little Francais. A little like that superstars around the league have. The Dryslido is averaging 1.7 points per game in, in, his, in his playoff career. McDavid, we know what this guy does. Crosby, Ovechkin. I mean, the list goes on and on. Why is there an absence of dominance in the biggest moments for the Toronto Maple Leafs best players? There's just something missing. With these guys, and it was on There's, full display last night.
3: So the the ingredient to find whatever you have described as missing starts with one easy factor, and that's emotion. I mean, if the emotion or the lack of emotion that these guys are playing with, I mean, you you look at them at the bench. Sometimes they're barely awful. breaking a sweat. I hate the body language on the bench. It's, Why it's isn't ridiculous. somebody
1: smashing a stick? Like the final yes. six minutes. The final six minutes of the third period, it was like Florida was on the power play. Yeah. How? You're down two games to none. Where is the urgency? I, I don't understand how you could possibly play that way. And, and heading into overtime, I mean, Toronto was getting hemmed into its own, was hemmed into its own jo- zone. Yeah, no, no, no. It's got the the it. ice was tilted the entire time in the last six, seven minutes of the third. And you're like, all right, I mean, this is going to take a miracle for the Leafs to win this game. And... Lo and behold, the the winner from Reinhardt. He just walks out in front of the net. No one gives an f, dude. It, it's did just you stunning,
3: see, stunning. You see the way they started overtime. They iced oh, the puck three straight times. Oh, let's just throw it down the. Right, there'll be no repercussions of that. And and and, and that'll just work like, out well. There's no emotion that is shown from anybody on this team, but yet, you know, they want to say that you know they haven't been getting the bounces. Credit to Florida. They're clogging up the zone. I don't know. They're down 3 nothing right now. Let's listen to Sheldon Keeve explain to us the recipe for getting out of a 3-0
4: hole. <laughs> I to win one game. I mean, that was the goal, and that was the mission here tonight. you got to start with one, you know, and give yourself a chance. Um, you know, we, we now, obviously, they, they are in full control here. It's on us now to make it uncomfortable for them and uh, not go away. So still have a tremendous amount of belief in our group. We just lost three games in a row. Uh, Florida won three games in a row. Can we win three in a row and, and make it real hard and, get, and then uh, earn ourselves a game seven? That would be the goal for us, but oh. obviously that starts with one win. Just so the, the messaging and, and all of that, not a lot different than it is tonight. We gotta get a win. Today was in a lot of ways, you know, you look at is, today is the, the real pressure game, the next game. Just go out and play. You know, you've got to get a win. The Okay, so
3: that is so – that's truth serum right there, okay? This is one of those pressure games. What did you see in one of those pressure games?
1: Same old
0: Leafs. Same old Leafs. You're listening to the All-In Leafs Playoffs Podcast. The best Leafs content from TSN 1050, all in one place. To hear more of First Up, tune in weekday mornings from 6 till 10. The Leafs have won it! They're going to the second round! This is the All In Leafs Playoffs Podcast. The best Leafs content from TSN 1050, all in one place.
4: Holy mackinac! uh someone who's not a zero and a big hero is our guy mike johnson tsn hockey analyst mj what's going on pal it's crazy how different things can be in a week isn't it
5: yeah so the tone of the conversation has shifted quickly boys you're right and listen um it, it's tough it's tough now you guys both know like i have been sort of a a defender of this of this makeup of this team and the players involved. And I have always said there's no fatal flaw that says these guys can't win in the playoffs. They just haven't. Um, and yet there I was watching the game last night, guys. And that felt like in a very disappointing – not resu- uh, results, of course, but it wasn't even the result that was so disappointing. It was how they got the results, the way that they played to get there and the fact that – we know Mitch Marner is one of the best players in the world, flat out. He was that he was as shaky as I've ever seen him be in a game ever. Like it was just so bizarre. And I mean, I don't know if they're, you know, maybe guys are hurt. Maybe they're not healthy. Like Austin Matthews doesn't seem to have the same kind of burst in space that he sometimes does. And, you know, I, just, I go down the list, and it's just you know, John Tavares. I think at this point we know you know five on five, it's going to be a challenge for him at times. But without a power play to to work with, it gets even harder. I thought you know, William Miliander has been the best of the bunch. Like I know he hasn't scored, but at least he looks like he's a threat, and he has the pace in the game to to do something. If if you know to, to at least challenge a little bit. The other guys just last night, it was a whole lot of very little, and, and to me that was disappointing because I. have I believe not, doesn't matter to me, but like I believe they're be- they're so much better than that, and I was surprised they didn't deliver a better game. Well,
4: in in a game that's that's must win for them, like now they're in a three zero hole, and and I don't think there's many people who are picking them to come back in yeah. the series. But like when you talk about those two players in particular, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, they you know we we praised them all season long, both last mm-hmm. year and this year, and then they come up and and lay eggs in the playoff year after year why doesn't their game translate in the most crucial games in the year in, 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 come playoff time? Why, why do they seem to crater at these times of the year?
5: Hmm. Well, I mean, I think some of it is power play driven, and I think some of their success becomes harder to get, whether it's fewer power play opportunities or better scouted penalty kill preparation. I also think they thrive off of like rush plays. Like Mitch Marner just kills teams on the rush. Mm. You just don't get as many of those. Like teams are just more responsible. They don't turn the puck overs off. They just don't give you or, or you don't earn those kind of uh, those similar looking opportunities to the same degree you can perhaps during the during the regular season. And, and, and that probably factors into it. Um, oh. Oh. now I think the issue, part of the issue with this group right now guys is that. We saw a little bit of it during the Tampa series. And while they won that series, they weren't great in it. In fact, they were probably outplayed for large stretches at 5-on-5 five five in that series. They made the winning plays. They deserve credit for that. But we saw that, that this Toronto team has a hard time dealing with four checks and getting the puck out of their own end quickly and efficiently. And for Marner, Matthews, or any player for that matter, if you're playing in your own end defending – if you're, you know, 30, 40 seconds at a time, like, you're not going to look very good. And I think that's part of the challenge. Like Tampa, four check, Toronto into a plodding game. And Florida is doing the exact same thing. Florida looks faster. They look stronger. They look more sure of themselves. And the one word that came up last night, guys, if you listen to Austin Matthews post game, he talked about being connected. And that's what it felt like. I know they clearly introduced, like, the stretch it out and slide in behind, um, opera, you know, breakouts for themselves. And it worked. They got three or four looks, including Matthews hitting a crossbar. But once that was adjusted to and taken away by Florida, they were disconnected. There was a lot of one on threes and two on fours. And then they'd turn it over and go back the other way. It was just a, a, a very disappointing effort in a lot of different ways. And to the point where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think at this point, I I don't want to say there's anything wrong with the players, but, like, maybe the team as it's currently built can't find success because I'm watching that game last night, and part of my reality is, like, maybe they're just better than Toronto. Like, maybe Florida's just better than Toronto, and I shouldn't expect Toronto to do more than I am because they're just not as good.
6: Well, and, and one of the things that's concerning to me now is if you go back a few years, it seems like teams, once they figure out the recipe for neutralizing Marner and Matthews, those guys don't find a way to get past that. Go back to Tampa. Go back to Montreal. Florida's doing it now. It's like once the opponent figures that out, that's it. They figured it out, and, and that's like a, a significant roadblock for those two guys. Whereas, you know, like everyone knows, there's a game plan against Edmonton and McDavid and Draisaitl, mm-hmm. and they're great players. They they are. But Marner and Matthews need to have that kind of impact on this team. And teams find a way to neutralize that. And that seems to be it.
5: Yeah, and maybe the reality is that at like, this time of year, they're not as good as dry and McDavid. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's never a good answer. People are always like, what do they got to do different? What do they got to try harder? They got to show more grit. They got to be more physical. Maybe they're just, you know, not the way the team is built, the way they play, the opponents they bumped into, they're just not capable. Because it's not, it can't be about effort. They're not, not trying their hardest. Right, they're not fully invested in the results. Of course they are. Of course they are. But you know, they're not. They're not producing and they're not performing how they are expected to. And it and and that's that's it. Be obviously very upsetting to them and to the team and everything else. But I don't know. Like you keep waiting for like maybe one of those moments or one of those kind of games or whatever, and 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 then go get three, four points, go get a couple of goals, go get something. It just doesn't doesn't really happen for them so um yeah, and i don't know why i would expect it to happen next game you know like i just if it was yeah. gonna happen should it have happened last game sure well, no yeah. kidding
6: that's that's the response game and, and i think one of the other things that you take out of it is is watching mitch marner's game last night it, it just looked nervous he might not be healthy he might he not, might not he be might healthy because i
5: want like that was he, he, so he, abnormal
6: no kidding, no kidding. But but it also could just be between the ears at this point. Like so, like there's just yeah. something to be said for okay, you might not be healthy, but like these big moments, man, these are not easy moments to play in. And it, it seems like when when these when these moments come around, we don't see him. We see like a shell of of what he really is mm. as a player.
5: I, I have no explanation, Frankie, because he's very, he's so so good. And he obviously has played really well in big moments before, like you look before he got to the NHL and through junior um, you know teams try to key on him throughout the regular season I, It's it, i don't they look so many things looked off last night. we, we talked about the connectivity the, the 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 hesitancy in their game, their puck management they, they also look tired and I don't know if their legs they, they this 11 and seven or they played as many minutes, but they did that all year long but Again, Matthews and Marner specifically, because you expect so much from them, they look slow. And I almost – you never say that about them. Say what you want. They don't look slow. They might be ineffective, but they don't look like they're having a hard time getting places. And even last night, they had a hard time getting places. So it was, you know, start to finish just a a really tough night, um – Surprising, I guess too, which I guess would is part of the disappointment for Sheldon Keith and the players is that I don't think they expected it to look like that. Like I thought they they assumed it would be better than 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 what it was because it wasn't it wasn't particularly good.
4: Uh, with Mike Johnson, our TSN hockey analyst, I mean Johnny, if they get swept, even if they bring it to five games, the way that they've mm-hmm. performed and the way that they did last night in particular, and what was a must win. I mean, does uh-huh. that kind of undo all the good that this team earned from the fan base after finally winning in the first round? Like, if they don't put forward a good performance on Wednesday, I mean, I don't know how much that really matters come summertime when there'll be massive question marks on this team's future.
5: Yeah, I mean, I guess like the fan base decides that, but I, I think it kind of does. Like, I, I think, um, you know, the, the, the hope was that they would be freed up by having finally got through the first round, like they would somehow get better. Yeah, I thought so too. And they've gotten worse. Like, now let's, to be fair, they could be winning this series 2-1. Like they should have won game two. They were in overtime in game three. So I can say they, sh- they you know, the series could easily be 2-1 Toronto. But that doesn't disguise the fact they didn't play well in game one and they played really poorly when the, you know, the, the stakes are what they are, right? Like, you know what's going on. You're down 0-2, and you got to find some version of your best game, and they came nowhere near to finding it. So I think absolutely, in many ways, because of the path that seemed to have been cleared out, and again, I don't want to diminish Florida, because they obviously are doing something right. They won six in a row in the playoffs. They're It's incredible. But with no Tampa, no Boston, no Colorado, like I think the prospect of doing something more than just, oh, that's nice, it's a good step, but something maybe special. Maybe something, three rounds, four rounds. And I think that the fact that they make Farine crash out of the second round will dominate. There will be no thought of, well, they took a step. It'll be, what's wrong with the team? Can like Does it even make sense to bring them all back the same way once again? Like, I don't know if it does. I, I don't think it happens, and I don't know if it should.
6: No, and you know what? There's plenty of blame to go around when your team is down three nothing to to mm-hmm. an eight seed, and you were you know coming into the second round, all of a sudden you're the the Stanley Cup favorites by all the the betting companies. But you know, mm-hmm. as far as the blame, where, where's Sheldon Keith for you? Because I see a lot of Twitter GMs getting on Sheldon Keith and how he's being out coached and how he was out coached in every other playoff series. Like, how would you rate his performance through these three games in the second round?
5: Um. I mean, I think he's been, I think he's, I think he's done a, a decent job. I mean, it's, it's mostly on the players. Frankie doesn't it have to be like, he draws up a game plan. Yes. Yes. And like, I, yes, I don't it does. know, like he can't force guys to go back there and stop a cycle and make a breakout pass. Like, you know, he tried Thank to you. introduce, he tried to introduce a new thought yesterday with the, the stretch pass and getting in behind. And that was a new idea that that worked briefly. Um, but like he, 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 I don't think they're struggling to their own end because they don't know what they're doing. I think they're struggling to their own end because they can't do it. Yeah. Which are two different things. Like, Sheldon Keefe can't make them defend the cycle better, right? Uh, so, I mean, I, I think most of this just falls at the feet of the players. Um, you know, Sheldon, the power play is pretty good. The penalty kill, I don't know what they were last night. They gave up the breakaway goal, which was a disaster. Frankie, please talk to me about the two defensemen on that play. <laughs> Like, oh, we can, oh we can do a
6: full breakdown. Oh. We can do a full breakdown on it. Like, and, and we can, we can break oh. that down. But at the end of the day, like. I'll give you the X's and O's of it if you want. Justin Hall sees that Ekblad has the puck, and he's already cheating to the wall because he thinks Ekblad's going to pass it to the wall, and he's trying to jump that guy at the red line. Yeah. Meanwhile, Anthony Duclair is in behind him, and Jake McCabe pivots the wrong way, opening up just a massive hole in the middle of the ice. So they can both share the blame on that one. But mm-hmm. as, as far as as far as Sheldon Keefe and being out coached. The third line for the Florida Panthers is a problem. And it's every time problem. that third line yeah. is on the ice, they win their shift, whether it's with Matthews, whether it's O'Reilly. So as much as Sheldon Keefe, like you want to place blame on him, he should be able to roll out any of his top three lines and find a way to win a shift. But that third line for Florida, they do it more often than not with Lundell and Lusterinen
5: and Reinhardt. Who knew? Like, like I, I liked Anton Lundell. He had a really good rookie year last year, a bit of a down year this year. We know Sam Reinhardt is better than an, an average, uh, average third-liner, but, like, Luce Reinhardt's been effective, and you're right. Like, they are a problem. They, there is not a ton of answers for them when they're out there, and and, and this is also part of the reality. Like, you can put your guys in, and work to put your players in the best spot to be successful, and that, you know, matching lines and, and being, you know, aggressive and whatever. At some point, you know you're gonna play against whoever you're playing against, and you and you have to find a way to be better than them. And it's so hard. And like, like I'm not trying to diminish. Like of course it's, a, it's so hard to be better than the guys who are trying their very best to be better than you. Part of the expectation, especially for the best players in Toronto, and I, and it's funny. Can I say the best players in Toronto? But in many ways, my mind is drawn really to Matthews and Martin. Yeah. Because I think I kind of done what he's supposed to be doing. Like I know he hasn't scored in a while, but he's generated a lot of chances. And, you know, he's produced some offense. And I, and I don't even count on John Tavares to, to do it anymore. You know, he's just not at that level five on five. I just don't know if physically he's at that same spot. But Matthews and Marner are legitimate top ten players in the world. And they're going up against a team that was not great defensively this year. Did they all of a sudden figure it out? Maybe a little bit. I know their goaltender has been good. But it's not like this is like the 78 halves. Like they're not that good defensively. And yet, you know, the, the, the five on five impact is is very muted. It's very quiet for those guys. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, don't absolve Sheldon Keith. Everybody's part of whatever's going on, success or failure. But I think most of it lands at the feet of the of the players.
0: You're listening to the All In Leafs Playoffs podcast, the best Leafs content from TSN 1050, all in one place. To hear more of Leafs Lunch. Tune in weekdays from noon till 2. This is the All In Leafs Playoffs Podcast. The best Leafs content from TSN 1050, all in one place.
3: Bless you, boys!
2: Well, it was one hell of a week. I'll never forget that week. The first week of May. It was a great week. It was a week that uh, people will be talking about for a long, long time. (laughs) One week ago, we were in here saying, "Wow, look at this hockey team! Look at this crew! They've changed everything. They're new. It's different, and it's all good." And literally a week later, we're in uh-huh. here. People are shocked. They were waiting for "Hello Darkness." We don't do that until the season's actually over. And as of now, it's not. Right.
7: It's not
8: right. It's not over. It's not over. It's only three nothing. It's not over, it's Hazy, not over, but. You would think coming out last night and I, I tried to put this into words on the panel last night, but it was it was tough to watch that. It was just like it's it's kinda like when you're down oh two and you're fighting for your life, it didn't reflect that. And I know you could say like and I'm so tired of the players saying, you know, we need some puck luck or chances or the coach is saying power plays it's like no you're not you you're not really understanding it it's it's kind of a get it done league
7: it's like that it's wasn't, wild, even, close. It wasn't even
8: close it's, yeah, it's it wasn't even close it was so disappointing they
7: got puck luck they got Tavares goal was puck luck it was a sharp play, play it I, towards the net like you're, I don't know, you know what like, you
8: guys thought i thought florida was trying to say get back into the series i don't think florida played particularly well last night I, I really thought they don't. were fine. I, I thought, thought they, they played well
7: defensively. I thought they played well defensively. That was Yes,
2: it. I'll give you that, but also I don't know if, how much of it was them and how much of it was the Leafs decided we're not here to play, Fantastic. which is always difficult. Like You do have to credit the team that won and the, and the team that defended, and when the stats look like they did in favor of Florida, absolutely they're worthy of that for sure. But if I thought the Leafs were 100% gunning last night, I would really fall on that sword and say, phenomenal performance by Florida. But no one can say that. No No. one can say, well, the Leafs threw everything at them, and, man, they just pushed them to the outside. Like, I thought Barkov was phenomenal last night. Barkov made Austin Matthews look like a rookie last night. And Duclair had some hop, clearly, and he was on top of it. Reinhardt scores the OT winner. Defensively pretty good. Bob, when he had to be, was good. But I don't think it was like their best game. I don't think Florida left there saying we left it all on the ice, we were phenomenal. No. Nope. It was almost like they they were willing to accept that the Leafs just had no interest in winning. And it was a miracle it went to overtime. Like it really when you consider the way their best players played, Joseph Wall goes in there in a really tough spot. Yeah. Um it was there. It was there for the Leafs. Even That's with the all thing. of that, it was still Didn't there. Don't you for think them.
8: going into overtime it would be kind of like We have like a third shot at life here. It's like we weren't at our best. And where people get frustrated, I was talking to somebody on my way home today, and and they say, why does every other team respond? The Kraken. The Kraken go home, and they've been in the league for two years. Why do the Kraken go home and put a beatdown on the Dallas Stars? You could talk about taking ice away, Hayes. The Dallas Stars under Pete DeBoer with that goaltender, pretty good team defensively. Yeah. But the Kraken. How about Carolina? All-
2: Carolina yeah. had eight goals hung on them by the New Jersey Devils. Eight. Yes. You think yes. Rod Brendamore Moore ever accepts that? An eight spot right. on the board.
8: But you know what? you got to give props to New Jersey. Mason. Absolutely. We got our ass handed to us for two games. And. We we have to go out there and show these guys something. We're not going down like this. Make and it a series. And that's where the frustration... Yeah, make it a series and show some signs of life. And I've said it about this market a hundred times over. We can accept losing. You know why? Because we've done it since 1967. But when you don't go down scratching and clawing and fighting for your life, people in this city can't stand that. They really wow. can't stand that. And. For the people that are saying, "Oh, the Florida's doing such a good job defensively," do you not think? Do you not think the Vegas Golden Knights held some, held some meetings and said, "Guys, we got to take away time and space from 97 and 29. No, don't allow them to go anywhere." But you know what they said? We don't care what you're doing. We don't care what you're doing. Because we're on a mission, and we're going to steamroll right through you. We'll skate around you. We'll skate through you. It doesn't matter what kind of defensive posture. We just, we're just we at the point where we're sick of the other garbage that we did in the past, and we want to make a statement, and we want to win. And they do it. It's like McDavid and Dreisaitl, the, all the talk, we always do these lists and power rankings and all the nonsense that we put time and effort into. Those two animals at Edmonton, they are in a different league than what's what's here. It's not even close. It's not even close. If we had to do some kind of top 50 list right now and circle back on that and the quizmaster started blasting out hundreds of emails like he does, it wouldn't even be in the same league. We'd have to make two different lists.
7: Well, you're not wrong. I, I mean, watching your panel hit last night, I, I, I found it tough not to look at the disgust in your face like you were mad like you could tell that and there's you know talking Jamie, to people trust today, me, i wasn't there's, mad there's, i slept
8: like a baby last well night. i you I know what do. i mean i was just I almost in disbelief is. i'm like disbelief Why? There I, it I, is. yeah it
7: was just like uh, brian you're the temperature of this market <laughs> i got it i got a good you know good dose of it today like people are frustrated they're pissed off <laughs> you know there are some believers that think there's you know the never-know, never, you know, you can win four uh, in a row. You want to force of.
2: yourself into that, right, Noodles? Like yeah, you, you want, do. Like, I'm having a tough time finding anyone on earth that thinks they win Wednesday. Forget the next four. I, mean, I know. I'm having a tough time finding someone that truly believes that they're going to even attempt to show up on Wednesday. But that's uh, – that's what's kind of surprising about all this. Not that they're they're going to lose, right? Like it's a comp- it's a competitive sport. Florida's on a heater. Credit Florida. Yeah. Like Florida's alive, they're opportunistic. They look like they're they're full of life and they want to go out and win. Like they have Stanley Cup ambitions and they're going out and following up on that. The other team deserves a a ton of credit. Yeah. But the Leafs have never had an issue with the first 3 games. Like I was having that conversation today. It's like, "Well, just like it always is." No, it's not. They were up 3-1 and choked away the series. That's like it always was. Getting pumped through three games, this is totally different. This is totally – they didn't do that against Washington the first year. They didn't do it at any point against Boston, Tampa, Columbus, Montreal. They've never done this. They have never embarrassed themselves through three games. They always showed up for the first few, and then they panicked. Then they puked. They don't they haven't done that before. And everyone's got different people they're looking at. And I understand it. It's a firing line and everyone's looking at Dubas and Shanahan and Keefe. And what about the goaltending, tending? And Justin Hall's back out there. For me, it's two guys. That's it. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. That's it. You mentioned McDavid and Drysuttle. We don't get to Hyman and Nugent Hopkins and Kane, and Bouchard, and Skinner until we go those, through those two guys first. True. And you look at the best players, the best teams since the lockout, Zetterberg and Datsuk, Sid and Gino, Taves and Kane, Kopitar and Doughty, Kucherov and Point. Um, you could use McCarr and McKinnon. Like, there's always a two-pack, and then everyone else filters down. And those two, at the top of the mountain, The best teams over the last 15 years, those top two guys were gamers. They were great regular season players, but they were even better in the playoffs. And these two are lucky because it is only 3-0. Maybe there is a miracle out there. Maybe there is. And maybe there is. And maybe that's what they need to really change everything. But what I saw to those two players last night, I I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. No. Like, watched, that was a complete no-show from the two best players on the team. And I, I can't believe that they played like that last night. No, if I I'm Shanahan, ownership, Dubas, I'm looking at those two. I'm saying I paid these guys everything. Neither guy would commit eight years. Both guys needed every penny they could get. They get the commercials, the marquees, everything that comes with superstardom, And for them to play like that last night in a must-win, I I, I can't believe it. Maybe I should. Because it's seven years, but that's as bad as it's ever been. For two superstars wearing that uniform to play like that last night in a must-win, inexcusable isn't a strong enough term. No, I, I, I can't believe they played like that.
8: Of all the games i watched Mitch Marner, I don't know if he's played a worse game than he did last night. That's as night. bad as
2: it gets, yeah. considering the context. Oh, I know. It's bad just the it coughing
8: gets. up of the puck, and he... He looked like a guy that was on an audition on that line that just got called up or something, and he was tra- He gave away the puck, I think, eight times. It, yeah. Like, noticeable ones where it was just, I don't know. I, I, I have no excuse. And I just wish one time one of them would come out and say, you know what, we should all be embarrassed, and we are going to fight for our lives on Wednesday night. Instead, they go to the puck luck, and we're looking for a chance, and we got to. Oh, it's crazy. It, like, it, it, I, it is. I It's wish insane. Th-
2: that's what I was waiting for after the game, too. Chris Johnston to tweet out, Austin Matthews not available. He's in the back breaking sticks. He's not talking. Like he's snapping. He instead he came out and he said, Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. Wow. Like what a comment post game. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. Man.
8: Yeah, like did they somehow <laughs> like trick themselves into thinking comment. they actually had good games and they just well, got screwed I don't or think something? Sometimes. That's I a mean,
2: November that's comment. You know, yeah. that's a process comment. And, and the what did Matthews have? Two shots on net? What was going in? Like, if he threw 15 at Bob last night, yeah, okay. right. If they had 52 shots and they lose 3-2, whatever. But their best players at no point were even involved Yeah, and night. you said it like starts with those point, two, Hayes, involved? and
8: it does. It does. It those does. Are the two they both players. walk to the mailbox on the 1st of July, and they pick up a lot of chunk of change. They pick yep. up a massive chunk of change. But don't kid yourself. There was five or six other of the main guys that were right there with him. Absolutely, it was all around nonsense.
2: O'Reilly had a really tough night. Tough night. Really tough night. Willie was okay, but you know, okay doesn't like when you have a dominant third the game before, and then you're just okay the next game. It's like, you know what? Bottom
7: line is, is everyone like when you're looking at it the other way. There's probably a handful of guys that you're like, yeah, I like their game. And that's it's the unfortunate part yeah. where it's the bottom of your roster going, you know what, like Sheldon keeps trying to get the game, you know, the, not the game tire, but the game, the extra goal. And he's got those guys on the ice because that's who is going that night. You that's the think unfortunate about it, though. part. Yeah. Right? The fourth line
8: yeah. was the go-to line, and there was only two guys on the line. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they I, I know, 11-7.
7: Seven, seven. You're right, though. You know they they started like a house on fire the first like four minutes and you know they they get the goal and you think okay they're all, like but Florida's a resilient team and then after that there was like no push like and and I I thought their team D in their own zone they got caved in off the four check. and like this Joseph Wall came in it could have been ugly like Florida might have won that in regulation he like that really he made, well all, all
2: things considered good
7: on man. him good on that kid yeah, to that come was in because really you positive. know. And I hope that Samson. I mean, by all accounts, it sounds like he might be available. I don't know. Again, I'm not a doctor, but you know, just a bad sequence. Him having to leave, Wall coming in. The guy you're paying five million is the e bug. He's yeah, coming down. Like that's
2: a wild scene that Murray was down. What was he down in the room?
8: I don't know. If now he, was he dressed now or he not.
7: comes back. No, I think he was able to go onto the bench if he wanted to. Yeah, but I if, guess you're right. It, yeah. You know, I just.
8: How, if he wanted to, why wouldn't he want? to? Well, I mean, to? if the team sure he wanted did, to, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it
7: just. Either way, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't. What do you guys ex- not expect? What What do you want to see Wednesday night? Obviously, a win, but you want like, what do you need to see? Like, just well, relentless again, house think, on fire? Like, I
2: think the best. It starts with the best players, right? You know, like it's it's a scenario where they're lucky to they get to play again, like Matthews and Marner. Antevars and Willie and O'Reilly, like all of these guys, they still have an opportunity to at least push it forward, right? Like right. it's not over yet. You 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 can win Game Four if you if you do that. You come back Game Five, then the psychological game shifts. Like maybe it is different by the end of the week. And listen, they they won that first round. They they earned that. That goes on the record, right? Nineteen years without winning a round. You, you get one you deserve the accolades from that but to flip it like a complete 180 in seven days i didn't think was possible i i really didn't didn't think think it would it would be a scenario where we're going on the air today and people like wow this is gonna get nuclear like you know it's crazy that they've done this to themselves and yes the first two games could have gone back and forth but it didn't last night they still had a chance they get a break they get a couple of big stops it goes in it's 2-1 you reset today yeah but now you're down 3-0 and you're looking at the big guys and it's difficult to have faith they'll play better than they did last night I fully expect that but will they be great will they be dominant will they be without question the best players on the ice I can't say that
0: you're listening to the all-in leafs playoffs podcast The best Leaps content from TSN 1050, all in one place. To hear more of Overdrive, tune in weekdays from 4 to 7.